You are listening to Your First 100K, the number one podcast for Christian entrepreneurs, coaches, and business owners who want time freedom and financial freedom so that they can provide for their families, travel the world, and give back to the less fortunate. If that's you, then sit back and stay tuned in because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Joseph Warren. I started my first multi-million dollar business at age 19 and wasted away my 20s trying to find happiness through money, success, and pleasure. I made millions, but I still didn't feel happy or fulfilled until I learned the real secrets of success. So the big question is this, how can Christian entrepreneurs like us who didn't give up on our dreams build a highly profitable six to seven figure business without being unethical, doing it all ourselves and neglecting our family and our faith? Well, that is the question. And this podcast will give you the solutions and strategies you've been looking for. Thanks for spending time with me today. If you're new here, then welcome. I have a free 10-day training waiting for you over at first100k.com. Again, go to first100k.com to grab your free 10-day training. Today, my featured guest is Chris Felton and Startup Nation. You may remember Chris from months ago. He was on the show, uh, an episode we did called You'll Become Rich When You Understand This this thing. So if you want to go listen to that, that was a great episode he did. So Chris is back today and he wanted to bring you Startup Nation um, some additional value. Uh, He just completed a new book um, and he's going to get talk about, you know, what is it like when we all get stuck at different places in our life? What causes us to get stuck? Why do you get stuck? Why do you keep getting in your own way? And admit it, you do. We all do. And then specifically, how do you get unstuck in whatever it is that's holding you back right now? And he's going to share his personal story of how he went through this vulnerably. Some Probably some self-deprecating humor because he likes to do that. And, um, and give you the specific strategies that's worked for him, that's worked for others, and that could and may work for you if you do the work. So we're going to get into what that looks like. Um, Now, Chris Felton is a best-selling author. He's a personal finance expert and a professional speaker. Chris, welcome back to your first 100K, top 100 uh, podcast in entrepreneurship. Go ahead and just fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Yeah, Joseph, great to be back, man. Thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, I've been a financial services entrepreneur for 23 years and uh, I just finished writing my second book, author, speaker, um, kids of 21 and 18 can't believe that and uh yeah man just on a on a mission to uh help people get out of their own way and get them on the path to the the life they deserve so that's what i'm all about my friend that's awesome okay so you've been up to some stuff over the past 18 months or so right eight months or 18 months um, I mean, I started the process of creating the book and all that November, 2021. So that's, that's when we, that's when we got rocking. So, all right, got it. So writing a book is no easy task as anyone who's done it knows. And it's sometimes unpacking all the lessons, all the pain, 
that you've gone through over a certain period of time in your life? And what are the lessons you've pulled from the pain? Looking back, where's the wisdom? And then you dump it into a book and hopefully come up with some catchy titles that people resonate with and go, hey, that's me. I want to read this. Now, you entitled your book what? It's uh, Think and Grow You, um, How to Get Out of Your Own Way and Level Up Your Life is the subtitle. Okay, yep. so it's a playoff Think of Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill, one of the best-selling books of all time. Why Think and Grow You? Well, because that's that's what I did. Um, and it took me nine months to come up with that title, but that's what I did. I, I um, people are like, well, is it a, is it a play? I'm like, yeah, a little bit, but it's, I, I had to change my thinking. I had to get totally 100% committed and growing me and that, you know, then the rest, you know, took care of itself. So I was just massively stuck in every area of my life. And Joseph, I was really, really, really close to quitting on my goals, dreams, and aspirations. Now let's um, talk about this for but a I moment. Yeah. Awesome. Let's talk about this for a moment because as business folks, they say money solves a whole litany of problems in our lives, right? So if we feel unstuck in our business and we want to give up, sometimes our the prompting inside of us is, well, just work harder, make more money. Who has the time to go work on yourself? when you're feeling the pain or the pressure. So why is that important to go work on yourself rather than make more money? Well, I, I mean, I don't think it's mutually exclusive. I, I think, um, you know, my, my personal development journey is it's not an either or. I, I think it, it's a both, right? And, and world-class mentality is always about both. Um, but my back was against the wall and, you know, Based on results, brother, my way wasn't working. And putting, you know, 10 more hours on an 80 hour week wasn't wasn't gonna do it. So I I had to change because I was the common denominator to all my problems. And uh, manipulating the outside world and insisting on on remaining the the same. It wasn't worth it. And then, I mean, what took me over the edge, brother, was my wife was like, figure it out or I'm gone. Mm -hmm. um, I was facing bankruptcy. I was fa facing divorce. I was facing, you know, I was drinking too much. I mean, I was a complete freaking disaster. And so I had to wake up and I had to change. So I didn't like my results. <laughs> yeah. No, I get that. And sometimes, you know, it becomes so undeniable, the reality of, our lives and we can't pretend anymore. We can't fake it anymore. It's like the mask has worn off. And so many of us, especially men, male entrepreneurs, we wear these masks that say, Hey, I still have it all figured out. And meanwhile, we have total loss of control in our personal lives, right? We have a spouse who's about to walk out on us and we, we keep pretending like we just, like we're going to the edge of the cliff, pretending we're something we're not and refusing to ask help, ask for help. How did you get to that place of saying, admitting one, it's not working, admitting two, that you're the common denominator in all the problems and mess of your life. And then number three, I assume asking for help. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, one of my favorite quotes is optimism and delusion sleep in the same bed together. And, you know, especially dudes, it's like, I, I don't want to look at my results because I don't want to feel bad about myself. Because we have an inherent need like a caveman to produce, right? It's It, it goes back to caveman days. Women need security, men need to produce. And so we don't want to look at our stuff because we don't want to feel bad. And if you don't want to look, it's it, the ostrich approach just doesn't work. So, you know, and, 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 and the, the price was heavy. That's the connection. It was like, dude, who's paying a price for me showing up the way I'm showing up? My wife, the financial stress, dude. I mean, it was, it was impacting her health. My kids lived on the other side of the country. They were little boys. I hadn't seen them for a year. I was a disaster. My spiritual life was a mess. I mean, I was a freaking mess. And I'm like going, dude, this price is too heavy. So I got to do something. And the whole back against the wall, I don't think your back needs to get against the wall to do that. Sometimes it has to. Um, but the capacity it's called objective reality it's the number one skill of world-class thinkers and it's the ability to look at your results objectively like you would as a coach somebody else it's the capacity to look at your results objectively without emotion it's the number one skill of world-class thinkers and i was avoiding that but i finally did it i didn't like my results something had to change okay so once you looked at your results, you asked yourself probably a simple question. Is it working or is it not working? That's objective. It's an objective question. It takes out all the emotion and just shows you what's real. And you came to the conclusion, it's not working. What was your next step? Well, I mean, I, I connected with my wife and, you know, instead of her walking out, she said, we're going to figure it out. And, you know, she did the work of interviewing world-class thinkers to figure out, you know, like what world-class couples do. And she's like, what are you going to do? I'm like, I'm going to figure out how this brain keeps creating this. So I went all in on my personal growth and development like an Olympic athlete would. And what I mean by that is I wasn't interested in it. I was committed. And... So I just told her, I'm like, I'm up early, I'm reading, I'm studying, I'm journaling. Um, and I knew if I could put in 30 minutes a day, an hour a day, whatever it is, 30 minutes a day is four and a half working weeks of working on you. Everybody's got 30 minutes, right? If they just drop their phones, what I call the weapons of mass distraction, mm -hmm. right? They can find 30 minutes to work on you. Um, and I got a coach who didn't buy my BS, who held me to objective reality. And his question always was, based on results, how's your way working? I hated that question. Say it again. <laughs> based, on, based on results, how's your way working? Right? When I would push back, my ego would want to get in there, right? Because I'm a confident guy. And I had a need to be right. Um, and he would just say, dude, Based on results, how's your way working? You're $250,000 in debt. Your wife's not staying. Your kids don't even know who the freak you are. 
you're 20 pounds overweight. You're this, you're that. If you like your results, dude, keep going. That would always snap me out of my egoic need to be right. That's a, that's a very potent question for sure. Um, because you're right. There is a payoff, a dopamine payoff every time we feel we're somehow right. Even when our results are terrible, we could still justify it with our broken brains and say, yeah, but it was somebody else. They caused that. I did it all right. That's why the results didn't happen. Yeah, but what was your part in it not going the way you wanted, right? Like, we got to dig into this. So what specifically happened um, that uh, got you out of this place of stuckness? You started going to work on yourself, on your mental head trash, right? Um, 30 minutes a day, that's what you put in, is that right, or more? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was more. Just Okay. Because that's how I roll, but yeah. I just tell when people. When you said at like an Olympic start there. athlete, I was like, 30 minutes, that's not Olympic athlete. Like, that's that's basic. That is yeah. basic. No, it was, dude, it's, I'm a, I'm a 4 a.m. riser. I mean, I, I'm psycho, but like, I'm just, pe people think about that and then they back away because it's too much. I just tell them to start there. But no, I, I, I was all in. It was, it was hours upon hours. It was yeah. thousands and thousands of hours of study. It was for me personally, six figures of investment and personal growth. And I mean, I went all in. Mm -hmm. So I just recommend people, you know, they, they don't want to, they're probably not obsessed like me. So they back off because it sounds like it's too much. So I just tell them to start with 30 because four and a half working weeks a year over a decade uh, 20 years, you're gonna grow. That's, that's my point there. Yeah, for sure. I get it. <clears throat> and I think it's, it's powerful. Um, like you said, the phone and weapons of mass distraction. Uh, so many of us do not see the drop of poison that we're consuming every single day of negative news, negative content. And eventually it does take over. It does take over. And the same way we are training our brains to produce negative results in our life by pouring negative information into it, um, we can retrain it with positive, right? And create that positive mental attitude. But to flip that switch takes some commitment, absolute commitment. Like exactly what uh, Chris is uh, saying right now, Startup Nation, you got to get to that place, to that point of readiness, like, I got to do something about this. Right? It doesn't mean you're at breaking point. Some of us, we have to get to breaking point before we actually move past ego. I get that. I've been there. But if you're just at that place of readiness, like, I got to do something. The cost is too high. I'm about to lose her. I'm about to lose the kids. I'm about to lose everything I worked so hard to acquire in my life. I'm going to do something about this. Like that's readiness, right? And that's, then you make the decision and then you commit. Well, what does commitment look like? Well, for Chris, it looked like 4 a.m. every morning and hours. Now that's for him. Your commitment may be smaller, but that smaller commitment may be a huge thing for you because you've never done anything like this. And that's okay. Start there. But you got to make that commitment that no matter what, I'm not stopping. I'm retraining this broken brain of mine.
because I want a different life. It's not working. So Chris, your book, um, you know, has a, a message in it, be willing to change, do the work, it's worth it. Can you expand on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, you know, and, and, and I think if people are sitting there, okay, working on me, you know, la di da like, guys, it's not optional. And you're, you're either growing or, or dying, you're either in growth mode, or you're in decay mode. Right. And one of my favorite quotes is from an author named Jeff Shore. And it's at the very beginning of my book, a life spent seeking comfort results in an entirely uncomfortable existence. And so trees are either growing or dying. So if you're sitting back going, well, okay, yeah, maybe not for me. Like, dude, it's not, it's not, it's not an optional thing. If you're not growing you, if you're seeking comfort, you're in decline. So it's, it's, it's not optional. So yeah, I mean, my, my messaging through the book is you, you got, you, you have to be willing to change, right? And you, you have to, and for me, dude, I had to humble down. Humility was not a trait. I had to humble down. I had to, I had to get, get humble. And I realized that I, I had to, I had to be willing to change because manipulating the outside world to fit my world insisting the outside world changes while I fiercely insist that I stay the same was getting me horrific results. So, and then it's like, do the work, do the work. So doing the work, what that actually looked like involved the dreaded F word, forgiveness. Tell us more about forgiveness and doing the work in your life. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have the money. I hired a coach with money I didn't have, right? And dude, I'm a, I'm a, I call myself a recovered CPA, right? I mean, I'm a financial guy. I'm a left brain guy. I'm an analytical guy, you know. And so I hired my coach, and we do our first coaching session weekly. And he's like, okay, I got a homework assignment for you, you know. And I'm like, oh, goody, homework, yay, right? And more strategy and how tos, and you know, because I thought. And he, and he supplied a lot of that. I, I, I did need to learn how to set goals again and execute a plan. I mean, all that's super important. Um, he said, your homework assignment is you got to forgive your ex-wife. And I'm like, dude, have you not been listening to me? She's a horrible person. And he said, dude, here's the deal. If you don't forgive her, you're going to be broke your entire life. You will never, ever, ever let your wealth in. And I didn't debate that. I didn't ask him why. I just said, okay. I'm like, well, how do I even do it? And he's like, when we're done, grab a pad of paper, write her name at the top, and I want you to write down everything you appreciate about her. And I'm like, oh but once again, my way's, my way's not working, right? So I got to be open. So I had to humble down. So I wrote her name at the top. And Joseph, I've never stared at a piece of paper for an hour. The resentment had a significant grip on me. And so finally, after an hour, I wrote down, she's a great mom. And then I did it the next day and the next day and the next day. And I found some more things like, well, maybe, maybe she's my greatest teacher. Um, you know, and I just kept going on and on and on. And, and a few weeks later, I didn't have to like do the paper. I just, I would run through the list mentally when I was working out. 
And within 90 days, Joseph, you know how the mind works, right? New neural pathways. Um, my whole view on her started changing. Um, happy Mother's Day. Happy birthday. Merry Christmas. I appreciate you. Thank you for all you do. You know, just a little text. I mean, we never had like the forgiveness conversation. Um, but dude, that whole thing transformed. I mean, I, I could do a whole show on it. I mean, the blessings that have come from doing that exercise could fill an entirely different book. I mean, the, the relationship with my kids, I mean, it's just unfreaking believable and I'm blown away, not blown away, but, but it, but it's surprising how bad people are at it. And it is such a freaking monster. Um, and I, and I come off stage after speaking and people, and I feel like I delivered great content and, all that stuff and the line of people, dude, the only one, that, the only thing you want to talk about, because I made a promise I was going to free, I was going to end every keynote talking about this because I think it's, a, I think it's a purpose mm -hmm. that I've been given. Um, dude, all they want to talk about is that. And they come up to me and they're like, you're telling me that I have to like, they're exempt. <laughs> I mean, it's nuts, dude. Anyway, whatever. I, I got to get off that topic because I get super fired up because it's such the key to unlocking all the blessings in your life. And nobody wants to do the work. Almost nobody wants to do the work. They don't want to sit down and, and go through it. It's a huge thing. And you can't have peace in your life without doing it. Chris, that's powerful. I think for so many of us that have experienced releasing unforgiveness and seeing the blessings unfold in our life in real tangible results in our relationships. Uh, it's completely undeniable the power that comes from forgiveness. And I think it's scary to most people because it's the fear of the unknown that one, how do I actually forgive someone? I've tried it in the past. It didn't seem to work. It seemed to make things worse. Well, that's because you haven't been taught how to do it properly. And that dreaded forgiveness conversation that you speak of, many people don't know how uh, to teach it as, as far as coaches that I've experienced. And I know in my own coaching practice, I teach a three-minute forgiveness conversation. It's three minutes or less. And it's tactical, it's strategic, mm. and it produces 100% re results every single time. And I take the complexity out of forgiveness. And you just show up and you say these words and mean them to the person. And God comes in with his power and heals the entire relationship. It's absolutely yeah. amazing. And if people knew that, they would do it. And, and, and just reap these rewards. So I think it's so powerful. Um, and, and we, as business people, we don't think forgiveness has anything to do with business. And we're so wrong because that would be denying that business has anything to do with people. Yeah. Wherever there's people, there's brokenness, there's hurt, there's unforgiveness. And what is the, the cure? Forgiveness. So if there's people in your business and you work with people and you do business with people, then forgiveness is the cure for so many of your business problems, folks. 
I've seen this in my life. Chris is saying it clearly in his. He's yielded all these benefits. Now, a man who goes home and heals his relationship with his ex-wife, heals relationship with his wife, heals relationship with his kids, and gets out all the unforgiveness, how did that change you as a businessman? How did you come back bigger, better, and stronger in your business? Like, how did that turn into monetary benefit for you? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's um, you know, and, and, and everything I talk about in my book is, I mean, we have energy leaks. And from a, from a business standpoint, dude, you need energy to go to the next level, right? You got to have it. And if, if you're running a marathon with a 20-pound bowling ball, it's exhausting. And there's tremendous amounts of energy leaks that I address. One is forgiveness. One is judgment. I have a judgment project. Um, I'm not perfect, but man, I'm dude, I'm infinitely better than I was 10 years ago. Um, of judging, I catch judgment mm -hmm. quickly. Um, and I just say, I repent <laughs> and, I re and then my thought just gets, you know, I, I, I interrupt the thought before it gets hijacked. I mean, it's, you need energy to go to the next level. And if you have all these energy leaks, you're not going to be able to do it. And it, it's, you know, I have better energy at 51 than I did at 41. I think even better than 31 because I'm not running this race, brother, with bowling balls attached. Mm -hmm. um, and so because my energy's increased, I mean, my, dude, my income is up five times from when I started this process. And I was already, you know, pretty successful in my business. But it pushed us up in the top quarter of one percent. Um, you know, I'm not bragging it. It just it works. It, it, the results are there, and 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 when you show up that way, and you're, you know, you're just more authentic. It's just, I mean, you're just more attractive. I mean, it's just, you know, you vibrate whether you know it or not. Mm. And if your energy sucks because you're holding on to all this stuff, like, dude, that's not attractive. Nobody wants to, nobody wants to be around that garbage. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's been transformational for me. I still work on it. I, dude, I haven't arrived. I don't have it all figured out. I'm not a freaking guru. I'm not any of that garbage, but man, I am really aware when I get hijacked yeah. and I stop the train before it gets rolling down the track. You know, every Sunday at church, as people go up, I, uh, they walk up and down the aisles and uh, my brain goes into judgment immediately. Like judging how they look. How could you show up to church that way? Why are your kids behaving so poorly? Like, are you kidding me? Like, this is how you present. Like, and my brain just goes to judgment by default. And I think most of us do. And society has trained us to do that. The media has trained us to judge everyone online, right? And that everyone online is judging you. And it goes against our faith. It goes against our beliefs. Uh, and it goes against the outcomes and results we're actually looking for in our life. It's going against the life we want, the future we want, which is loving relationships. So I agree with you. I think we have to actively take custody of those judgmental thoughts that we have of others. Even in business, the competitor you know, you hear so many people bash the competitors, like gossip, slander, yeah. bash their personal characters. You see it in the political field. 
and you could still excel past competitors without, you know, breaking your beliefs and and just like hurting people. All right. We're talking about forgiveness, right? And, and resolving it, getting healed from it. We're talking about judgmental, um, you know, the judgment we cast on others. And everything Napoleon Hill is famous for saying, something to this effect, is that the way you treat people and think about people is how you treat and think about yourself. You can't do one without the other. So if you're treating people bad or poorly or judgmental, you're actually doing it back to yourself without even knowing it subconsciously, right? And if you flip that around and you're catching yourself, you're forgiving people, you're not judging them anymore, well, you find yourself not doing it to yourself. And it frees up all that mental energy you spoke about. And now you have that energy to put into the life you want to create. And you show up just more powerfully, right? Now, yeah, what, what, one of my favorite quotes on that, Joseph, is just I read it every morning. Everything I've seen in another, I strengthen in myself. Yes. Is powerful. And whatever you don't, and projection is something, I mean, that's just, that's an awareness. When I'm projecting what I don't see in others, I don't like about myself, that's a hole in my bucket that needs to get patched up. It's an energy leak right there. Yep. All right. Uh, you have a term, it's a project versus it's a problem. Can you expand on that? Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's, uh, uh, you know, my, my, my coach, I mean, cause I, I had to, I had to, I had to, I had to free, I, I mean, I had to focus on money. Right. And, um, and one of my favorite quotes from Billy Graham, it's in my book is, you know, once you get your attitude straight around money, it helps straighten out every area of your life. Um, and that, blood into every area of my life and forgiveness was one of the keys that unlocked the blessings. Right. But, but, I, but I tactically had to like, you know, start changing how I thought around money. And, and my coach said, Hey, you don't have a money problem. You have a money project. And so we view projects differently than problems, problems with like, what was me? I don't have any control. It, you know, it's outside. It's very much a victim mentality, which we know does not serve anybody. But a project, we see projects differently, right? We'll see a project through completion. We will face obstacles and overcome, you know, like writing a book for 14 months. Dude, that was a stinking project. Um, but it was a project. It was never a problem. It was a project. So you know, launching stuff. I mean, it's just, there's all stuff, that, but you know, one of my favorite quotes is if you have a problem with the problem, now you have two problems. So, you know, I didn't have a problem with any of the problems. And this is like, Hey, it's a project. It's part of the process and all that. So if you're not getting a result in your life, money, relationships, you know, health, whatever, quit viewing them as problems, start seeing them as projects and just put, just take that first step and just keep moving and your attitude will be, you know, totally different and you will see it through to completion. Got it. Were there, was there any favorite uh, sources or resources of good positive content to retrain your brain um, that you used on a consistent basis that yielded you great results? Yeah. I mean, I mean, in the book, I've, you know, 50 different resources of just things I did. And, and the gist is, you know, it's not about doing all 50 things cause you'll never do anything. Right. Um, but it was, um, you know, 
one of the things uh, I got a, a keynote on on Saturday. I'm talking to a large group of people, and and my topic is you know reversing discouragement. And so one of my keys was when I wake up in the morning, I'm human. I'm often discouraged. All right, I feel discouraged. So part of that morning routine is shifting discouragement and encouragement is it's a gas gauge right and it's probably empty at the at the end of the day who fills the encouragement tank you have to so so there, there there's lots of processes in there right i mean i'm a, you know, i read the bible I, I read scripture out loud i mean i th that's you know i've gravitated to that and i've had a spiritual change there um but you know i i have a business plan that i read out loud with emotion and feeling right as if it's already done i do some visually visualization imaging you know those things so whatever it is pull whatever resources work but you you have to have something that because everyone always asks what do you do chris i'm like i'll tell you but it's probably not what's going to work for you you got to find your formula that's going to work but my thing is you have to do something first thing to shift from discouragement to encouragement don't leave the house discouraged i'm dating myself you know pig pen from peanuts don't don't leave the house like pig pen from peanuts right <laughs> that that negative vibration you got to do what you can to shift that vibration and and move towards being encouraged so you got to leave the house as like Tigger from Winnie the Pooh, right? That's right. There you go. Just bouncing on your tail. Let's go. I'm attracting good. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be Pigpen. Don't be Eeyore. Maybe I'll use Eeyore now. Eeyore yeah. is a good example. Eeyore is a better one. Eeyore. <laughs> now, listen, I, it's a funny, you know, caricature, but let's admit it, Startup Nation. How many days in the past month have you left your house walking around? looking at the ground, just head low with that energy of like another day, another dollar, another problem. Uh, sure. I think it will get better. I'll just keep working. I'll just keep going. And you're walking out with this kind of energy. It's in your tonality. People feel it. They sense it. And you know what? They already have their own messes and they feel that dark cloud coming towards them. They don't want to help. They want to get yep. away from it. Yep. Right. So you're actually repelling the very people and resources that can help you uh, to solve some of those problems in your life or those move those projects forward in your life. And I'll tell you, it's such a difference. Like I just showed up at this event and I was telling Chris before we went on and I was in Atlanta and I'm, you know, I've just got this head cold and it's 27 degrees out and I just left 80 degrees in Tampa and my body just couldn't handle that 40, 50 degree change. And, oh, I'm congested. I got the sore throat and the cough and I'm like meeting all these great people and I'm feeling physically like oh, I am like <laughs> I shouldn't be here right now. And I remember one guy said to me, he goes, man, you just got like this light coming from you right now. Like this aura of energy, man. Like it's awesome. And I'm like, what? So even though my physiology was a mess, I've done this inner work that Chris is talking about. I've released all unforgiveness and people feel it. 
and they want more of it in their own lives. So take that for you, Startup Nation. All right, Chris, we're about to wrap up the show here. Welcome to my favorite part of the show. But before we do, what's one last potent piece of wisdom that you want to tell Startup Nation uh, from your book, Think, Grow You? Um, I, I mean, you know, my, my favorite quote from one of my coaches is, you know, we're a miracle and a mess at the same time. And, you know, we, we didn't, we didn't come here to like get perfect. Um, and, uh, we just need to loosen up. I mean, we just need to chill out, loosen up. Um, I, I did a, a email distribution. This, this, my, my new email, it's going out. It's called, thank God it's Monday. It's the name of it. Cause I'm grateful for Mondays. Um, but it was, it was Bob Proctor and it was 10 years ago and he was in his early eighties and he's like, I'm going to tee it up for the next 10 years. And I was like, wow. He's like, but I'm going to do it in a relaxed, calm fashion, calm urgency, dude. I could feel the stress leaving my body. I was so uptight and I got to grind it out, you know, and I'll be happy when I get to the mountaintop. And I always had a scowl on my face and I'm like, what calm urgency, like loosen up. Like I can loosen up. That's an option. And, uh, there's no happy ending to an unhappy journey. So chill the freak out calm down Absolutely. relax relax calm emergency is the best way to I, attack your game plan <laughs> i like that a lot and i think napoleon hill uses a reference when you're going through a painful trial or something you know maintain passive resistance passive resistance right so you're not like actively fighting against the problem you're just passively resisting it, not letting all the negativity in. Yeah. You're just saying, no, no, I'm going to see this through. You're passively resisting it. And it's all about that, right? Isn't it? Maintaining our inner peace. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, one of my mentors, he's, I mean, he's a monster in, in a phenomenal way. He's helped millions of people. He's like, dude, move like water. Like, <laughs> just Lee, move, just go. move like water. Maybe it's Bruce Lee. Maybe he took it from him. Now I know, but. <laughs> Just move like water, right? And don't have a problem with the problem, right? Yeah. <laughs> don't don't create another problem with the problem. So, all right, Startup Nation. We've been speaking with Chris Felton. You can find him at thinkgrowyou.com or chrisfelton.me, chrisfelton.me. And we've been speaking, you know, for almost an hour now about how to get unstuck and how to get out of your own way, whatever that looks like in your life right now. And I think Chris is. Uh, created some tremendous value. He's got his new book out uh, that you may be interested in. Uh, Chris, I know you only got a few minutes here. Um, why don't you wrap us up with uh, just a few questions from our favorite part of the show, The Hustle Round. Um, tell us, uh, let's get right into it. What are you most afraid of, brother? Um, my, what runs me is getting to the end of my life and having any kind of regrets because I can't do anything about it at that point. So that that's a big driver for me. What did you spend way too much time time doing this past 12 months? Um what did I do th too much time the last 12 months? Uh probably the the weapon of mass distraction. Yeah. Um just for sure. 
I mean, I'm checking it too much and, but it's, uh, I've become more aware of it. That's my project right now. Time awareness is my project yep. right now that I'm working on. And what do you wish you had learned sooner in business? Um, probably the last thing I just covered on just relax. Yeah. Chill, Chill out. out, baby. Be Chill calm. Out. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Last question. If you could come back to life after you died, tell your family and friends one piece of advice about true success in life. What would you say to them? Um, so you seek your spirituality. I mean, you, you got to glorify God and you know, that's, that's the deal. Your gifts are given, maximize those gifts. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I pray on it every day, dude. Don't, don't take any of this personally, the good or the bad and, uh, you know, praise him. And, uh, that's make sure your, your focus is on the, on the right place. Amen to that startup nation, wherever you are in your spiritual journey, if you've got some dysfunction from childhood and how it was presented to you in religion and all that stuff, it was fire hose like it was for me, man, God wants to set you free from that too. Right? Like it's, he's going to meet you right where you are, but don't stop pursuing truth. That is the key. Pursue truth wherever it leads you. If it makes you a better Christian, that's fantastic. If it, if it leads you to wherever you are, but deeper, we'll let that happen, but don't be closed off to truth. Like that's the key to it all. I think, right. And, and there's freedom out there for you. So if you want to be unstuck, you got to get unstuck in your spirituality. You got to get unstuck in your faith first because that's the foundation of so many of your inner beliefs that you bring into your business, that you bring into your marriage and your parenting. So I think Chris is 100% correct on that. Start there. Uh, Chris, where do we go to find out more about you and get your book, brother? Yeah, just uh, chrisfelton.me and um, uh, thinkgrowyou.com. And uh, we're in pre-sale mode here uh, beginning uh, February 1st. So lots of cool bonuses. And uh, anybody that's in Denver, Colorado, I have a launch event on March 25th Let's in the go. Denver Tech Center area. So uh, line up of great speakers. And uh, I'm super, super excited about that day. So would love to have anybody that's uh, around Denver area. It's awesome. Startup Nation, go write a five-star review for Chris, would you, about this episode? If he showed up with value that added and contributed to your life and your better future, go write him an honest review right now. You could do that at first100k.com or at Apple Podcast. If we like what you write, we'll read it live on the show like I'm about to do for Mellow Dad 2. Mellow Dad number two, thanks for your five-star review. Says how all business should start out. Foundational truths that we need in business to use our values and passions to honor God in and with all our resources. Thank you so much, Mellow Dad number two, for your honest review. Uh, go check out Chris Felton, his new book, if that uh, adds value to you, Startup Nation. Chris Felton, thank you for being on your first 100K. I wish Thanks, you guys love, peace, and joy in your life. You as well. Thanks so much. Cheers. Have you tried absolutely everything and nothing has worked? Have you tried therapy? Have you tried coaching? Have you tried counseling, Christian counseling? Nothing's worked for you, for your spouse. You just want better communication. When you wake up, do you feel like you want to crawl under a rock in the morning time? Is your brain so scattered and foggy at this point that you're not following through with things? You're not keeping your word in the matter. You're letting people down, maybe your own spouse or kids. Do you have way too much on your plate and you're getting more and more frustrated, which is turning into anger? 
Are you battling addictions right now? Are you an amped up or frantic person with a lot of anxiety and you're off and on a bipolar and depression medicines? If any of these you connect with, then what I do is specifically this. I do not do therapy. I do not do counseling. Those are for people that want to talk about their problems or learn different ways to cope and manage their problems. I don't do that. Reach out to me if you want to get rid of your problems permanently. Like be done with the addiction. Be done with the medications. Be done with the escaping your life because you just feel so powerless in it. If you want those results and you want peace, it's what we all want. We're all chasing it. We had it as kids. We lost it. Life beat the crap out of us. If you want peace, that's what I sell. It's God's peace. So you can find that at josephwarren.net. You can schedule a call with me, complimentary. I'll contribute 30 minutes of my time into your life. We'll get clear on what you actually want. Then we'll see if we're, we want to work together. And that's me interviewing you to see if you're ready. Are you ready to do what it takes? Some people try to come to me, but they're not ready to be coachable. They're not ready to get rid of the problems. Again, if you don't want to talk about your problems anymore and you've tried everything and nothing has worked and you want to permanently get rid of them, go to josephwarren.net and let's see if I'm your guy.